Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. As you can already see, I have uh, someone sitting here that is not Andrew Bellers. This is uh, one of my absolute best friends in all of the world. Uh, his name is Joey Babich. Joey, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. You know, if we had an audience here, you know, we could just cue in and, and you know, have everybody clap. I would appreciate <clears throat> it. I would really like that. Yeah. Bellers, maybe in the back, maybe you could just clap real quick. All right. Yeah. What a wonderful audience we have today. <laughs> but Joey, so Joey here, uh, I, I told you on the program last week, we're going to be interviewing him. I got the uh, opportunity working um, for seven and a half years for Pastor Jim Baker, then uh, with Rick Wiles at True News, and really got to uh, you know rub shoulders with some movers and shakers throughout the world, some incredibly uh, powerful, anointed ministries that were doing great works uh, within the world. And <clears throat> I need to preface it by saying this, because I feel like anytime you watch a Christian show, whoever the guest is, like you feel like you have to hype them up, okay? And, uh, and I've been a part of a number of shows to know that that hype is sometimes not legitimate. <laughs> right. <clears throat> what I'm saying about, uh, about Joey, and I'm going to talk about his ministry today, it, it truly is not um, an exaggeration. It is one of the uh, most powerful ministries that I believe anybody can be a part of today. It is a laser-focused ministry. It's not your traditional pulpit ministry. Right. Um, Joey is the director of campus outreach for Southeast Missouri State University, That's right. right? That's right. So tell us, tell us a little bit uh, about your ministry. What organization do you work for and, and what do you do? Yeah. So um, like you said, I work uh, for an organization called Campus Outreach and uh, I would call myself an evangelist. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily a missionary. Um, I don't even normally call myself a minister, but an evangelist, because my job is to go to places where no one else is going and share the gospel with people who are who are lost. Um, but, and, but you are over. So so how many students go to SEMO? There are about 12,000 students at SEMO. And you yeah. and you canvass throughout the week, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So my my job every day is me and my staff. I have about six other staff with me. We are going to the campus, uh, whether that be the lunchroom, the fraternity house, the sports teams practice, and we are just trying to meet people, become friends with them, and essentially sit down with them and share the explicit gospel with them. Share with them that they are lost. Share with them that they're living in sin. Share with them that if they do not repent and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that they're gonna go to hell. And for the most part, Zach, which is crazy, most people I talk to, these 18 to 21 year old kids, this is the first time in their life they have ever heard the gospel of Jesus. And I know that sounds crazy. Born and raised in America. Absolutely. We, we you know, we're in America where, you know, almost 70% of people call themselves Christians. And even, you know, most 
uh, of the students I rub shoulders with. They call themselves Christians too. Um, but if I ask them a couple questions, man, do you believe what the Bible says? Do you know what Jesus did for you? Do you know, um, do you even know what the gospel is? Most of them look at me like I'm an alien or something. It's something they have never heard. They've never thought about. And so when I start talking about heaven and hell and I start talking about repentance, when I start talking about, man, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? They're like, I have no idea. I have no idea. So I just literally last night um, sat down with uh, a kid. He came over to my house. Um, my wife was gracious enough to, to make us some homemade pizza. We ate together. He sat on my couch and I said, brother, do you have a relationship with God? This kid was born and raised in the church, has Christian parents. And he looked at me with tears in his eyes and said, no, I don't. And, uh, and so I started to explain the gospel to him. We, we walked through a couple passages and literally 45 minutes later, this dude is weeping in my living room, begging God to save him from his sin and, uh, and wanting to become a Christian. And, and that's what I get to do literally every single day of my life. You know, and there, there <clears throat> are some that God has given to be pastors, to be sure. teachers, to be evangelists. Sure. And everybody can evangelize, but then yeah. there really are people that it, it's a special, it really is a special gift. And it's not just you, it's the Lord working through you. But I'm telling you that anytime I've went down to visit Joey and his family, and let's just put a picture of your beautiful family up on, on the screen. Oh man, I would love that. So you have, you have <laughs> you're looking at, that's your wife there, Taylor. So tell mm -hmm. me about Taylor and your kids there. So Taylor and I, we, we actually all grew up together, me and Zach. Yes, uh, we I, did. I don't know if we you went guys, to high school together. You know, if you guys knew that, <clears throat> um, it, it's pretty cool. You mind if I tell a story? No, tell, tell a story. So um, Zach and I actually grew up in church together, uh, and neither of us were really Christians uh, at correct. the time, but we grew up in church together. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I guess it's, it's interesting because we talk about the college campus, but we were similar. We, we grew up in church we knew that Jesus Christ died on the cross, but we weren't, we weren't really sure why or why Jesus was even worthy of our life. That just yeah. didn't make sense to us. And um, it was more of a passing thought like, are you a Christian? Oh yeah, 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 I get, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But when people, I was telling this to this guy last night, when people used to ask me, Joey, do you have a relationship with God? That didn't even make sense to me. I'm like, what does that even mean? You have a relationship with God. And, uh, and I remember, you know, I won't go into the whole story, but, but God radically saved me, uh, and radically saved Zach. And I didn't know that he had saved Zach. Zach didn't know that he had saved it me. It was like right around that exact same period of time too. Right around the same time. And, uh, at our high school, there was a, there was a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I went uh, going to that meeting thinking, hey, I would love to meet some, some more Christians. And Zach went to that meeting thinking, man, it'd be nice to meet some more Christians. I walk in, I sit down. All of a sudden, I realize that there's someone behind me. I turn around and it's, it's Zach Drew. And I'm like, Zach, what are you doing here? And he's like, Joey, what are you doing here? We yeah, like, yeah. why are you at this Christian meeting? Um, and, uh, and we both were like, man, we, you know, we've come to Christ. We're trying to follow Jesus now. And we, we essentially, right there in that moment, we're like, hey, we should probably be friends. Yeah, We should yeah. probably be friends and start and, and, following and Jesus you, together. And you said uh, to me, you said, 
hey, we should we should hang out. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we we totally should. Thinking like, you know, we'll plan this out, <laughs> right. you know, maybe this week and next week. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, okay, so should, should I come over after school? I'm like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Right. And it literally from that moment, we literally became best friends. That's that's exactly right. And uh, yeah, and and a lot of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today is because the friendship that I had with Zach. Um, we honestly discipled one another in high school and we taught each other the Bible and we kept each other accountable and we prayed together and shared our faith together. And a lot of the zeal that I have for evangelism and making disciples was born out of the ministry that Zach and I used to do together. Well, we would sit in the basement. I mean, we were were literally high school kids. We would sit in the basement. Forgive me, man, this is, uh, this is good. I mean, it's just... Even looking back at just a powerful time, mm-hmm. and the Lord has been really working in my life last couple months too, yeah. just revitalizing the love for the Word of God. Well, we would just sit in the basement, man, and we would just read through books of the Bible. That's right. And um, we would uh, we would pause every single time we would want to discuss something, and literally it became like, well, the Word says it. Let's you know, do it. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's right. And that's what we did. And we started, you know, evangelizing at the malls on the weekends. And yeah, yeah. It's uh, people always ask me, and then I'll tell you about my wife. Uh, you said, tell me about your wife. I start talking about Zach. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, people always ask me, like, where, like, what made you want to start sharing your faith? Why would you, you know, share your faith in your high school and at the malls? Like, that's pretty crazy. And and I tell people, it was honestly really simple. We read our Bible and we obeyed what it said. Yeah. I mean, it was it was that simple. No one had showed it to us. No one demonstrated it in front of us. It was, we read, we prayed, we obeyed. Yes, because people were saying, you know, we were taking, t- we had, you know, people started coming to the malls with us and went to evangelize. And, and people and many, were coming to Christ. And many, many, I remember, you know, and we never know exactly, you know, we were young. We didn't have a, a system to follow up with people. We were, you know, God 17, only knows what 15, we God only knows what we said. Yes. You know, at the in the mall. There, there were times where I remember one night there was 16, 17 professions of faith, and people were literally right. crying in the food courts. Right. I mean, it was a time where God was working, and I remember people would saying, "Oh, is this like an, an organ? Was this organized by your youth group or anything?" And we're like, "No, this is literally just uh, some guy sitting in a basement and saying, let's do this.'" Mm-hmm. And and it is literally that foundation that has ultimately led you to where you are today. It's that foundation that has that has led me to where I am today. That's just right. falling in love with God, falling in love with the scriptures That's right. and, and not comparing ourselves to other Christians mm-hmm. as the standard, That's but right. comparing ourselves to Christ. Christ is the standard. That's right. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, obviously my, my wife has been a big part of my spiritual journey as well. I remember Zach and I became Christians. I was a freshman in high school at the time. And I, t- I, t- I said, Zach, I'm not dating in high school. Mark my words. I'm not, I'm not going to start dating someone until I'm 18 years old. Well, about six months later, I started dating Taylor, uh, uh-huh. who is my wife now. Well, we, we were at a church camp, actually, and we and, were, and we you were. were scared out of your mind to go and talk to her. I, I was. And I said to, <clears throat> to you, I said, will there be a certain point that you talk to her? Like, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there will be yeah. a time, whether it's now or not? And he goes, will, will there be a time where you go and tell her how you feel about I said, her? Most likely. I said, yeah. okay, well, mostly I said, I said, then why not now? Yeah, right. I mean, if you're going to do right. it next week or the week following, why not now? That's right. 
So I did. Mm -hmm. and, Met your wife today. Uh, and uh, we went to college together at Southeast Missouri State, where we work now. We got married after our sophomore year of college, and uh, now we have four kids together. We have a, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-month-old. Adeline, so, Zion, Giovanna, and Everly. That's right. That's right. Um, and I love them so much. And um, and yeah, Taylor and the kids get to be a big part of my ministry as well. Like even last night, like I said, I invited this college student over and um, this guy was eating with my kids, you know, and meeting yeah. my kids and my wife and talking to them. And, and then my kids literally in front of them in their own living room get to see people start following Jesus. Do you, can you believe how impressionable that is yeah. for a six and a four year old? And so it, it's been, it's been an amazing journey, man. And, and it really began in high school and it just has keep, you know, developing over time. So but I, I want to say this, uh, and I and I promise you that this is not because Joey is my is one of my best friends in in the world, and and like I don't I think I said in the beginning he is one of the board members of IGBY and the Zach Drew Show. What he does, the Lord, and it's not in and of himself. We understand that, but it is successful. Sure, it is very successful. The Lord is doing a mighty work. The times that I've went and visited, and 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 are, and are part of your even your Friday night services that you lead. I will go back home wherever I'm living at the time and I'll be weeping in my car because mm -hmm. I see just how convicted the students are, how right. in love with Jesus they are because he literally canvasses and he doesn't just get the kids saved. Once they're saved, he literally gets to disciple them every week, multiple times for four years if he can get them saved whenever they're a freshman. For four years, this is unlike anything. I, I know that I, just certain things, I know that this year I have here, Joey's staff has already been able to directly contact 1,000 different students. Right. And, and that is just through your some of your beginning launch programs of, of yeah. this school year. Yeah. Um, you have here SEMOs, uh, and I say you have, I'm talking about Bellers. Bellers created this for me. SEMO, Southeast Missouri uh, University's Campus Outreach, hosted the largest event the ministry has ever done. And it was called the Big Bucks and Barbecue Event, where yeah. they partnered with McDonald's That's right. to offer one student a free semester of, of college. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, you're making an impact, even, even long-term, you know, fiscal yeah. impacts. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but most important, you know, what you're doing, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with these kids, which right. is huge. Mm -hmm. And I, I know you're not a missionary, but you are a missionary. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. And, and I, and I, and I heard you say that. I I'm, understand what I'm you like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, because in my mind, you, you're an evangelist, but so are missionaries. Right. Right. And you are truly an evangelist, a missionary to one of the darkest yeah. spiritual spots on earth. Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the colleges, the college campuses, the university, the secular university campuses in America are some of the darkest places on earth, the spiritual climate, the, the gross, not just the gross immorality, but even just the, the, the satanic, the, 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 the rabid atheism of these places. Tell me about the spiritual climate of what you yeah. see. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, well, one, um, 
a really horrible and sad statistic is that right now about 90% of Christians that enter into college leave the Christian church within two years. Okay, so so say that again. Think about this. 90% of students coming into college that call themselves Christians leave the Christian church within two years of being in school. Wow. Two years. And that's the ones that call themselves, themselves Christians. Christians. That's right. So everyone else isn't even Christian. Yeah. These are the students that are walking in. They've probably been raised in some sort of church. They're like, yes, I'm a Christian. I believe what the Bible says. And within two years of college, they're done. Like, I don't go to church anymore. I don't practice my religion anymore. This is not something that I want to be a part of. That is so sad. And like I said before, I mean, I think what's very interesting is, you know, if I went around CMOS campus and I polled a lot of the students, I'd say probably the majority of them, uh, if they had to pick, would be like, yeah, I'm probably a Christian. But they have zero idea what that means. They have no idea. And again, when you start asking them about what they believe and how do they think they're going to heaven? Is there even a heaven, a hell, like these sort of things? They have no idea. They have zero clue. And and so, I mean, I, I think what's what's really what's getting worse and worse is the relativism that's happening on the campus. Just this relativistic society that where you cannot make any truth claims. Mm-hmm. If you make a truth claim. This is what's true. Um, it's it's so quickly rejected, and oftentimes, uh, what happens is you are canceled, right? And that's I mean, <clears throat> and that one example to, and it's with every topic, but just one example of that is, um, no one can say that there is definitively a male. There is definitively right. a female. This relativism it, we've talked about on the show postmodernism right. that 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 there is no absolute truth or, or if there is truth no one can know it truth is what you make it you can have your own truth truth is experiential truth is fluid it's ever changing right yeah and this you know obviously the claim you know there's no absolute truth you know truth the, the you know is that absolutely true or not you know exactly. so uh, but yeah, we're actually doing, we do our weekly meetings and we have a couple hundred college students that come to that every week. And uh, imagine this, you know, about half the room is they're Christians, saved, born again, have come to Christ in college. About the other half of the room, they're lost. They have no idea um, about God or the scriptures. And so we have this every week in our um our uh, series that we're doing this semester is called Canceled, The Claims of Jesus Christ That Got Him Crucified. Wow. So what we're doing every week is we're talking about a claim of Jesus Christ, an absolute truth that he gave that ultimately got him canceled on the cross. Wow. And we're trying to help students see that Jesus is not just this historical figure that came to bring peace and love and those types of things. But Jesus was a man who claimed to be God. He claimed to be God. And not only that, he claimed to be the only way of salvation. And these are big truth claims. And he's either right or he's wrong, right? right. He's either Lord or he's a lunatic. That's right. But he can't be in between. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, we often have to 
when we're evangelizing students, we're we're having to backtrack for them and and even begin to explain, okay, what is truth? Why can you trust the Bible? Or you know, um, and even getting through the barriers of just the things that they've been taught growing up. Or you know, well, my pastor said when I raised my hand at church when I was seven years old that I'm already saved and I'm good. Or my priest told me that even if I'm not good, I'll end up in purgatory for you know a short period of time and then I'll be good. And it's helping students see this is what the Bible says Amen. and it can be trusted. Um, you can't be trusted. Even I can't be trusted. No one's opinion can be trusted, but God's word can be trusted. So a big thing that we kind of hang our hat on is we just stay in the Bible. Amen. Everything we do, everything we teach, everything we talk about with students, man, it's coming from the Holy Word of God. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Listen, I, and we're already over over halfway done with the show. Um, and, and I just want to encourage you, if you were going to give to my show this week, give it to him, give it to Joey, but don't write it to IGBY and the Zach Drew Show. There's a special way you can give. Joey is is much like me in the sense that we actually have to raise all of our yeah. own support. So it's not like he works for for campus outreach, okay, and that he he has a set salary. No, he literally is an evangelist to the campus, changing college, uh, changing lives, ministering to the students, saving them, and then discipling them for years, and he has to raise every single dollar of his own support to feed his wife, to feed his (laughs) his children. Now, Andrew, I know that you prepared something for me, but I need to know the actual link of the website. If someone wanted to type in the website, what do they go to? Because I want you to get involved with Joey. Many of you, you give to um, missionaries. Uh, Every single year you have a budget. The need for missionaries in America is absolutely mm-hmm. enormous. Yeah. And one of the darkest places that this man is going to, that anybody can go into, is the is the grounds of a college right. campus. Bellers, do you have the link for me yet? So it's on the bottom of the screen. Co-memphis.org slash giving. Slash giving. Please go into your search bar and, and, and click that. Um, and 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 go there now. If you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, because I know a lot of our audience is watching on Directv Dish Network and Comcast Cable through CTN and PTL, but if you watch on Facebook and YouTube, I'm, I'm asking you right now, just click on the link in the description of the show, type in the amount that you want to give, and then click that little scroll down right there. Okay, go down to where you see Joey's name, and that's important because it has to say Joey's yeah. name. Once you've done that, you then have the option to give a one-time gift or set up continuous giving. I know that you have a lot of support to raise this year yeah. because you you just had you know another <clears throat> another baby. Yeah, and yeah. so it just it just keeps growing more mouths to feed. I keep having those kids, man. And I know, they're, they're I know, and so wallet. raising money is going to get yeah. harder and harder. <laughs> right. my, my gosh, right? But I just so many people give to ministries that are unfruitful, that they do not produce a harvest of souls, where people in the pews, if you ask them directly, what is the gospel, that they couldn't even tell you what it is. I'm telling you right now, 
that this ministry is fruitful. The yields of the seeds of the fruit is enormous. And I just, I need to preface it again. It's not just because I know we've been best best friends. It really is a a God-ordained relationship that I just happen to have such a great friend who is so impactful at what he does by the grace of God. Please get involved. Now, 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 Joey, tell me how, and, and I already know how, but I want you to tell the audience how this affects what you're doing affects not only here in America, but it actually affects the global church. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, man. And, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving a plug to give, we, me and my wife appreciate uh, every dollar we can get. And um, it is, as Zach knows, it is hard and difficult to raise money, um, but we have to do it. And we do it for a good reason. Um, the reason why we raise so much money and funds is so that I can full-time be on the campus, sharing my faith, making disciples. And so I do appreciate that. But I think one of the reasons why what we do is so important is because we are equipping the future leaders of the church. And here's what I mean by that. Very interesting statistic. Um, I think it came out a couple years ago that 96% of so-called Christians will never share the gospel with anyone in their entire life. That's unbelievable. I did not know that. Unbelievable. 96% of Christians will never even attempt to share the gospel with anybody in their entire life. There's two reasons why. One, because a lot of so-called Christians don't even know what the gospel is. And you said that earlier. Number two is they would have no idea how to share it with somebody. And so like you said, what's so special about what we're doing on the campus is we're not just evangelizing people. We're not just getting them saved, right? I mean, that's first and foremost and and absolutely the most important. I my goal is I'm trying to pack heaven full. That's yeah. what I want to do. Amen. I'm already going there. I'm just trying to pack it full. But after we get them saved, what we're then trying to do is I'm trying to establish them in the faith. I'm trying to teach them God's word. I'm trying to teach them how to live for God. I'm trying to teach them how to fight their sin trying to teach them how to live a holy life. Very few Christians even think about those types of things. But then I'm not just going to establish them in the faith. I'm going to equip them in the faith. Amen. And I'm going to teach them how to make a mark on this world. I'm going to teach them how to actually share the gospel with people. If you go into our university center on any given day on CMOS campus, you will find campus outreach students all around the lunchroom sharing their faith with somebody. Amen. I mean, it's literally insane. Because there is there is a chart of, of you ministering to people, mm-hmm. those people coming to know the Lord, you discipling them, and then branching right. out for, then they save people. That's right. And this, tell them about this picture. I mean, it, it literally is a spider web unlike you've anything yeah. you've ever seen. Well, well first, you know, the, the, we call it the principle of multiplication. The principle, and the reason we do it that way is because that's how Jesus did it, right? Jesus spent the majority of his time with 12 men. But but this is why you're giving to him, because this he is the director right. of this. He's over all of this, 
at, at the campus. So whenever you see this spider web, mm-hmm. all these people gathered on a weekly basis to be discipled, once again, it's by, it's by you, it's by That's Joey. Right. That's right, and so, you know, I lead uh, a staff of six people. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I have a discipleship group of seven students. Mm-hmm. So all of those staff are reaching out to hundreds of campuses and they're dis- or, uh, to hundreds of college students and they're reaching people for Christ. I have my seven disciples and we go on the campus every day and they're reaching people for Christ. And we're literally reaching the entire campus every single year. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And, and uh, you know, if you think about exponential growth, if I every year led one person to Christ, right? Guaranteed, I, every single year I shared my faith and led one person to Christ, and then every year that person I led to Christ, they would lead one person to Christ every year. In 30 to 40 years, we would have reached the entire planet. <laughs>